Hello and welcome to Global Teaching Ministries. I'm so excited you are joining us this morning to be partakers of the word of life. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's lift up our voice and just bless the Lord this morning. Let's thank him. Let's magnify his name. The Lord is worthy of our prayers. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We thank you and thank you and thank you. Father, we worship you. We praise your name. We praise your name. Thank you and thank you and thank you. Oh, Father, we give you glory. We give you honor. You have done all things well in our lives. Father, we thank you. Lift up your voice and just give him thanks. 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 The Lord is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise. We thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glorious presence. Thank you for your glorious presence. We magnify your name. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. We love your word. We thank you that your spirit is abiding with us in us forever. To you be all the glory, to you be all the honor, blessed be your name. Thank you and thank you. We worship you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is worthy of our praise. There is no other place to be today than to be in the presence of God. And if you... If you want the presence of God to become a part of you, then you must be a lover of his word. Hallelujah. A lover of his word. The more you love his word, the more his presence, his glory, his power will rest upon you. So this morning we are going into the word of God to discover his promises for our lives to, to dig into his word and, and, and partake of the spirit in his word. You see, in, in the word of God lies the spirit of God. So when you, when you spend time in the word of God, you, you come to a point where you will contact the spirit of God. Hallelujah. You will contact the spirit of God in the word. Praise the Lord. All right. So we started a new series that we titled Speaking to Yourselves, Speaking to Yourselves, or you can say Speaking uh, speaking to Myself, you know, if you want to personalize it, but Speaking to Yourself. And then if you were, if you watched us last Sunday, we look at some scriptures, especially in Deuteronomy, uh, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1 to 12, how the Lord commanded them to speak the word of God when they were outside, on the roadside, when they were inside, when they were about to lie down, when they woke up. He gave them this instruction so that he will, they will prosper in whatever they do. They will, they will prosper in the land that they were going to possess. And then he told them that 
verse 12 says, lest they forget. Now he told them that when they speak the word of God at the roadside, uh, when they speak the word of God in the house, when they sit down, when they rise up, when they lie down, he said they will prosper in whatever they do. He said they will have houses that they did not build, cities that they did not build, you know, vineyards that they did not plant. All of those things will become theirs. I believe so strongly that in these last days, as we put the word of God to work, there will be some blessings that you will never seek after them. They will just they will just come to you. There will be some breakthroughs that will happen in your life without any effort from you because of the word of God that you have put to practice. The word of God is the ultimate. It is the ultimate power. It is the power that governs the universe. It is the power behind creation. When in Genesis, we were told that the earth was void with that form. And God spoke the word. And God did what? He spoke the word. And God said, let there be light. The word came out of him. And what happened? Creation took place. There is a time in your life that when you get used to the word of God, when you become one with the word of God, you will be able to create. You will be able to create things. You will call things into existence. I mean, that, this is one of the areas that we need to teach and you know, encourage believers to become used to speaking the word, meditating the word, becoming one with the word, so that whatever comes out of their mouths will be established. This is very important. Now, as believers, we... we we have this mentality, which is right. It's a right mentality. It's a good one. That we have the power of God in us. We can speak the word of God. And then things will happen. But the truth of the matter is this. The truth is this. That we have to become one with the word. We have to become one with the word. We have to be saturated with the word. We have to come to a point where the word we have become one with the word. We have meditated in the word, saturated ourselves in the word, so that what we say becomes a creative force. Praise the Lord. In the tournament six, it said they will speak the word to their children. And they will speak the word when they were out there. So it means at the highways they will speak the word. The byways they will speak the word. When they were in the house, they would speak the word. Let's refresh our minds by just going to Deuteronomy 6. And I'm just going to highlight the key verse. Verse 7, Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. It says, And these words which I commanded this day shall be in thy heart. Hallelujah. It said, These words, these words that I command thee this day shall be in your heart. Now, the reason why we started with the Old Testament is that when you look at what happened in the Old Testament, and one of the reasons why so many people still want to dwell in the Old Testament is because of the manifestation of God in the Old Testament, the judgment of God, the blessings of God, things that happened 
they look at the Old Testament, they think that things happen over there so swiftly. There are a lot of examples that they can relate to. But let me tell you something. The Old Testament was just a shadow of the reality of the New Testament. A shadow is an indication of the original image or object. Hallelujah. A shadow is what? A shadow is an indication of the existence of the original image or thing. So whatever examples we see in the Old Testament is just a, a, an indication that the original exists and the New Testament is the original. But giving you a picture of the Old Testament will help you to understand the New Testament. Praise the Lord. Giving you a what? A picture of the Old Testament will help you to understand the New Testament. Praise the Lord. So he said, these words which I commanded this day shall be in thy heart. He said that. So that's why I started by saying that when you come, when you become one with the word, when you meditate on the word of God day and night, you give attention to the word. A time will come in your life that when you say the word, when you speak the word out, it will create your heart desire. It will do what? It will create your heart desire. And that is the reason why we see so many Christians, they want to speak and they want to speak with authority. They want to speak and see things happen. And yet they don't see much results because they haven't settled it in their heart. They haven't come to a point of understanding that they must be one with the word. They must be one with what? With the word. For example, if you look at John Gospel, John Gospel chapter 1, which, you know, I believe that every Christian should try and meditate in John Gospel chapter 1. You will notice the scripture saying this. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, I think first uh, John Gospel chapter 1 verse 5. And the word became flesh. Praise the Lord. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So this is so important, very vital for us to understand that the word of God must become. It must become before it can deliver results. And the word became. So you meditate on the word, you speak the word until it becomes flesh in your life. Until it becomes what? Flesh in your life. Until it becomes a reality in your life. A reality in your life. Praise the Lord. Verse 7 of determined success. Thou shalt teach them, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shall talk of them when thou sitteth in thy house. You see, now, so you will notice that in the Old Testament, teaching the word, speaking the word, was their TV. These were their TV shows. These were reality shows. You know, now you see people having their own shows, and they say, this is a TV series, this is reality shows, and all of that. You see, in the olden days, they speaking the word of God, teaching it to their children in their house was their TV shows. It was what their TV shows. 
because they were to spend time, they were to be consumed with the teaching of the word, with the speaking of the word in their house, when they sit together, when they lie down, when they wake up, all of this, they were to do that together. Praise the Lord. So it's so important for us to understand the place of the word in our heart. So you will teach diligently unto thy children and shall talk of the when thou sitteth in thy house, when thou walketh by the wayside, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So they were to be preoccupied with the word. In other words, the word of God was their number one agenda. Was what? Number one agenda. They were to speak the word, teach it at the wayside, main road, by roads, no matter whether they were in the village, whether they were in the city, wherever they are, the word of God became their number one preoccupation. And that is how it ought to be with us. The word of God has to become, must be number one in our lives if we want to see results. The word of God must be what? Must be number one. Uh, it, it, there is no two ways out of this. There is no two ways out of this. If you want to have results, you want to see results in your life, the word of God must become number one. There's no two ways about this. Hallelujah. And that he told them that when they do this, they'll have houses full of good things. That's verse 11. And then they will, they will have wells that they never dig, and vineyards and olive trees that they do not plant. You know, and they will eat and be full. Hallelujah. So you, you become one with the word before you have vineyards and fig trees. Praise the Lord. Can you write that down as a statement? You become one with the word of God before you can have vineyards and fig trees. And this is so important and we need to understand that. We want the vineyards, we want the fig trees, we want the olive trees, we want houses full of all kinds of precious and good things, but we don't want to become one with the word. See, that's what Colossians 3, 16, 15, from 15 going. It said, let the words of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. It said, let the words of Christ. So now, as, as New Testament believer, we are to focus on the words of Christ. We are to do what? We are to focus on the words of Christ by allowing the words of Christ to dwell in us richly. Praise the Lord. For example, let me let me quote. Uh, look at Romans chapter, uh, Romans ten seventeen. Romans ten seventeen says that so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Which if you if you read it in the original translations, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ, and hearing by what? But the words of Christ. So when they say the word of God, they are primarily talking about the words of Christ. That is the New Testament. In other words, let me say this to you. What builds your faith? Now, every part of the Bible, you will read, you read, you will be blessed, you will gain knowledge, you will gain understanding, you know, you will increase in wisdom. 
But let me say this, the part of the word that will bless you, that will build your faith, that will cause you to triumph over the forces of darkness are the words of Christ. And that has to do with the new covenant. That has to do with what? With the new covenant. You see, because the new covenant talks about the reason who you are. It talks about what? It talks about who you are, what Christ did for you in the cross. It talks about your union with Christ, your union with the Holy Spirit, your union with the Father. Then it talks about the present day ministry of Christ, what Christ is doing for you right now. It talks about the ministry of Christ right now. And it also talks about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is where faith will come. That is where that is where faith will come. But in the Old Testament, there are a lot of things in the Old Testament that will help, that will enhance your understanding. But it is the words of the New Testament, the words of Christ, the words of the New Testament that will cause you to build and have a strong faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because faith has to do with understanding the realities that are in Christ Jesus. Faith has to do with what? Understanding the realities that are in Christ Jesus. And it is the new covenant that teaches us those realities. It tells us Christ is in us. We are one with Christ. We are one with the Father. We are dwelling in Christ and Christ in us and the Father in us and the Holy Spirit in us. It, it, it gives us a clear picture of who we are in Christ. That we are new creations created after the image of Christ. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, let's, let's move further in these teachings. If, you, if we look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, let me say this clearly. It is, it is another area that has been grossly misunderstood in, 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 the, in such that when we look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we try to think that the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of people falling down. It is so sad to say that in this dispensation and in the charismatic movement, we, we limit the oppression of the Holy Spirit to people falling down and shaking and rolling on the floor. We classify that as the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. That, that is just an aspect. It's just an aspect. Are you getting it? It's just an aspect of what? The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me say this to you. For, for example, if, um, if, if we want to, you know, if we want to prepare a meal, there are so many things that you have to bring together to have a complete meal. Is that not it? It is it's the same thing. One aspect of the Holy Spirit does not make it a, a complete aspect of the Holy Spirit. But if you read scriptures carefully, Paul gave us an indication where a believer, every believer, will be able to judge himself or herself and to know that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. 
that they are what? They are filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So now let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. And we are going to be reading from verse 17 to 18. He says, He said, Therefore, be ye unwise. He said, Therefore, be ye unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, I, this is so important. I want you to meditate. He said, Here be, if somebody is not wise, then who is he? Hallelujah. Who is a wise man? You know, the word wise there is simply a short form of what? Wisdom. Amen. Uh, the scripture is saying that, it says, therefore be ye not unwise. Be ye not what? Unwise. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. So that means that as believers, we have the capacity, the ability to understand the will of God for our lives. And I beg you in the name of Jesus, pay attention. Pay attention. Because most Christians up to now, they don't understand the will of God. They don't understand the will of God. And until, as believers, until we come to a point of understanding the will of God, then we cannot walk with him. We cannot do what? We cannot walk with him. And that's the reason why so many believers prefer to go to places where, you know, the people are constantly falling down because they think that that is the will of God. That is where they can encounter the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. There is nothing wrong with that. It is an aspect of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It is an aspect. But for your individual life, that is not an indication of the Holy Spirit or you being baptized or you being filled with the Holy Spirit. That is not what, that is not an indication. You see, we all can testify, a lot of us can testify that we, we know people that has fallen over and over and over again. And yet, we can tell confidently, without any remorse, that they lack the fruit of the Spirit in them. They are not walking in the Spirit. They are not filled with the Holy Spirit the way they ought to feel. Yet, they have fallen multiple times on the floor. You see that? They have done what? they have fallen multiple times on the floor. So we cannot equate that manifestation individually to being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, so you look at verse 17 again, and I'm going to point something else to you. It says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So, as believers, we have the capacity to understand the will of God for our lives. We know we should know the will of God. Each and everyone should know the will of God. But it says we should not be unwise. 
So that means that it you must be wise to understand the will of God. In other words, you must have wisdom. You must be filled with God's wisdom in order for you to understand his will. Praise the Lord. Now, you remember Matthew chapter 7, I think verse 37 going, Matthew 7, yeah, Matthew chapter 7, the last two verses. Remember what Jesus said? He said, Whosoever shall hear this saying of mine and do them, I will liken him to a wise man. Now, so let's look at that scripture, Matthew chapter 7. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, all the way to 28. Matthew 7, 24 to 28. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, listen, heareth this saying of mine. Remember we said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. Not just hearing anything in the Bible, but by the words of Christ. And doest them. So you hear and you do them. I will like him unto a wise man. You see that? A wise man. And Paul is saying that we should not be unwise. He said, wherefore be ye not unwise. That means that be wise. Be filled with wisdom. And why did Paul say that? Look at what Jesus said here. He said, I will like him unto a wise man which built his house. So when wisdom comes, then you are able to do. When wisdom comes, you are able to do the, what? You are able to do. See, so your doing is a reflection of your wisdom. Your doing is a reflection of your wisdom. And wisdom is a reflection of your hearing, which has to do with your faith. Wisdom is a reflection of what? You are hearing, which has to do with your faith. Praise the Lord. Is I was lacking into a man which built his house upon a rock. You know the rest of the story. So now go back to Ephesians chapter 5 and look at this. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So it takes wisdom to understand the will of of the Lord. It takes what? Wisdom. It takes wisdom. That is what the scripture says in James 1. If any man lacks wisdom, let him come and ask, and I, the Lord, will give to him liberally without calling him a fool. And then when you read the book of Proverbs, when you read the whole of Proverbs, you see, Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It, it guides us, it tells us what to do practically. It tells us what to do. Praise the Lord. All right. Verse 18 says, And be not drunk with wine. So number one, it says we should not be men with that wisdom. But we should be men who understand the will of God. Then number two, it says we should not be drunk with wine. Now it's so important to notice how Paul that how the Holy Spirit to Paul arranged these words for us. So men who are wise <laughs> are not men drunk with natural wine. Because you will notice here, 
Paul said, be not unwise, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, Paul, the Holy Spirit to Paul, is telling us that being drunk with wine naturally, being drunk with wine naturally, is the opposite of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So that means that as believer, the indication of the Holy Spirit in you has to do with a behavior that can be lacking to drunkenness. A behavior that can be lacking to what? To drunkenness. Now, for example, look at the Trinity chapter 6. The way you go out there, be talking to yourself. So when you go out there, be do what? Be talking to yourselves. He said, talk about the word of God when you are outside, when you are the highway, the byways. And when you come in, talk about the word. When you wake up, talk about the word. When you rise up, talk about the word. That is a natural behavior that can be lacking to drunkenness. Hallelujah. So when we read the Bible, let's pay attention to words. The Holy Spirit chose these words carefully to enhance our understanding. So how do you know you are filled with the Holy Spirit? How do you know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit? There must be a godly character in you that is opposite of drunkenness. That is opposite of what? Drunkenness. For example, a man who is drunk, it is easy for him to speak to himself. A man who is drunk is no longer ashamed of anything. A man who is drunk is no longer ashamed of anything. You can insult him. He will look at you and laugh. He will not even regard it. It will not matter to him. It won't bother him. His behavior is of course. He, 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 a man who is drunk doesn't pay attention to what people say. But you will notice something about a drunken, a man who is drunk. You will notice that his words and his speech is different from that of those who are not drunk. Either he is talking to himself or he is singing. Either he is talking to himself or he is singing. Man, it is the same way with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself becomes easy. Speaking the word of God to yourself becomes a way of life. You can't control it. It flows out of you naturally. It flows out of you. Remember what Jesus told them. He said, how can you be evil? Speak good things. In the book of Matthew, Matthew he said, how can you be evil? Speak good things. He said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, as a believer, until you are drunk with the wine of the Holy Ghost, you cannot speak the word. You will say it one, two, and then the following day you will give up. You will say, I am blessed. Today, tomorrow, you are complaining and nagging. You will say the blessings of Abraham, they are mine today, and in the evening, you will be complaining. You will say you have 
victory over the powers of darkness. Tomorrow, you'll be looking for someone to do deliverance for you. And that is the constant behavior of so many Christians. Because they have been come under the intoxicating wine of the Holy Spirit. They are not drunk with the Holy Spirit yet. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is essence. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. So in the natural, a man who is drunk with alcohol will speak, will sing. His behavior will be unnatural because he's under the influence of the alcohol. So is a believer who is filled with the Holy Ghost. When a believer is filled with the Holy Ghost, you will notice something in him. There will be something about the way he speaks, the way he talks. He will constantly be speaking the words of the Holy Spirit. He will be speaking the word. He will be speaking the word. He will be singing the word, speaking the word, singing the word, speaking the word. No matter where this man finds himself, when he's driving, the word is in his mouth. When he's on the highway, the word is in his mouth. In his house, the word is in his mouth. Hallelujah. Remember what the, uh, um, the Lord told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1? He said, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate it, you will say it. The word to meditate is not only to think, but to also say, to speak. Meditation has to do with speaking. In fact, meditation has to do more with speaking than thinking. Hallelujah. Meditation has to do with what? It has to do more with speaking. More with speaking. You are speaking. It is not too loud, but you are speaking. You are saying something. You are saying something. That was the commandment. That was the law God gave to Joshua. And do you know that that law of meditation passed through the cross into the New Testament? That in the book of uh, um, Paul told Timothy, to meditate on the word. Say, give yourself completely to the word of God. Meditate on it that your profit will be seen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, being filled with the Holy Spirit has to do with you meditating the word. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, meditation becomes a natural behavior. Speaking to yourselves, speaking to yourselves, speaking to yourselves. What comes out of your mouth eh, is a measure or is a product of what is inside you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So look at this the scripture again, verse 18, Ephesians 5:18. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. What he was trying to tell us is that being filled with the Holy Spirit is like being a drunkard. And let me say this. Naturally, those who are used to getting drunk, those who are used to alcohol and they are used to getting drunk, notice something about them. The slightest alcohol in their mouths bring them into that drunkenness state. They don't need to take a lot. Just the slightest alcohol they take brings them to that state of drunkenness. That is how the word of God is to believers. So that a believer who is drunk with the Holy Spirit, 
a believer who is filled with the Holy Spirit, the slightest scripture that comes out of his mouth is gone. He's already deep into the spirit. There is something I heard about Wugus Wall. Men of God was men of God tried to understand the secret of Smith Wugus Wall. He was the apostle of faith, a man of faith, miracle signs and wonders happened in his life. But men of God wanted to find out what was the secret of the power of God in his life. Was it prayer and fasting? They checked and checked. They did every study, but they came to a conclusion. Everywhere Smiwogoswap went, he carried his New Testament with him. If he invited Wogoswap to, uh, to a restaurant, after eating, the, the, the moment he finished eating, he said, okay, now it is time to feed our spirit man. He will open his New Testament and start preaching right there. Everywhere this man went, he has his New Testament with him. Do you know that you don't need to carry it? You have your phone. You have Bible apps in your phone. But the question, how many times whilst we were eating in the restaurant, did we open and rest scriptures? Or how many times at our workplace during our lunch time did we read scriptures? But let me tell you, this is what they discovered by Wogoswav. They noticed that each time Wogoswav was preaching or teaching the word, listen carefully, each time he was preaching or teaching the word, the slightest manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He said, if he sense or notice the slightest move of the Holy Spirit, that is it. He will just plug into it. And the miracles will start happening. Miracles. That is, Wukuswa never waited for a, 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 a powerful move. He never waited to be shaken to feel the fire before he started miracles. He just waited for the slightest move of the Holy Spirit. Now, if he was not a man who was constantly drunk with the Holy Spirit, with the words of the Holy Spirit, he couldn't have been able to pick that signal. He, all he needed was the slightest signal of the Holy Spirit that this man would start moving in miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah. A man who is drunk naturally, who has come to the point of getting drunk naturally, it doesn't have to take a lot. Just one, he will enter into that mood. Praise the Lord. Then verse 19, he says, speaking to yourselves. That is where we got the title of this message from this series. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. So when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will speak. Praise the Lord. Write this down as a comment. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you will speak to yourselves. When you are drunk with the Holy Spirit, you will speak to yourself. You will speak to yourself. You will speak to yourself. When you are drunk with the Holy Spirit, you will speak. You will speak. You will speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's, it takes practice to come to that point of being filled. It takes practice. And you, you are not qualified to be called a drunkard just going out to drink alcohol one day. You are qualified to be a drunkard when it becomes a continuous habitual lifestyle. Praise the Lord. 
So you are not qualified to be filled with the Holy Ghost just because one particular day you sang for an hour. <laughs> Amen. You, 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 you are not qualified to say you are drunk with the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the Holy Spirit just because one particular day you sang, you praised, you thanked God, you did all that which was correct. It was just an initial steps. Initial steps to you being filled with the Holy Spirit. But when it becomes a way of life, when, when, when you start practicing it, you start drinking it, you start drinking it, you start drinking it. And there are so many ways to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We said last Sunday, the number one way is the Word of God. Speaking to the Word of God. Speaking the Word of God to yourself is the first indication that you are filled with the Spirit. Colossians chapter 3, 16 says, Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. Once the world is dwelling in you, speaking that word becomes a way of life. And that is the place, that is the place miracles will happen in your life. You are filled with the word. You are filled with the wine of the word. You are able to speak and then you see miracles take place in your life. It says, speaking to yourselves in Psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. So, singing to yourselves in psalms. See, there are a lot of psalms that you can turn them to songs. Praise the Lord. There are a lot of psalms you can turn them to what? You can turn that to songs. And the scripture says, singing these songs to yourselves. Making melody in your heart unto the Lord. That is a clear picture of a man who is filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a clear picture of a man who is what? Who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Jesus told his disciples, Tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be and you be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And as they waited in Jerusalem and the Holy Ghost came upon them, remember what he told them. He said, These people are drunk with new wine. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. And you see this statement that were used. And it will help you to look at the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost is not going around shaking and, you know, all that. It's, it's an aspect of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, but you can, if, you are, if, if, if they were to judge you, they can't say that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 2, verse 10 and 13. To 13, Acts chapter 2, verse 12. It said, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Verse 13. Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. You see, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they were speaking. 
they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they were what? They were speaking to themselves. They were speaking to themselves. Let's, let's go backwards. Praise the Lord. Verse, Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jewish devotement out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in their own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galilean? You see that? And now here we every man in our own language, wherein we were born. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they were not busy shaking falling on the floor, they spoke. They did what? They spoke the word. They heard them speak the word in their languages. Now, even though this baptism, how, you could notice that it was angelic baptism that, that has to do with speaking in other tongues, speaking in languages that were spoken naturally. It was a supernatural utterance that was given. But they heard them speak. They had them speak, and now let me show you one other thing. Let me show you one other thing here. When others mocked them and said that these men are full of new wine, huh? look at verse 14. Verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice. He did what? Lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and ye men, and ye that dwell in Jerusalem. Be this known unto you, and he and hearken to my words. You see that? This is Peter filled with the Holy Ghost, now speaking the word. Peter, not filled with the Holy Ghost, denied the word, denied Christ. Peter, not filled with the Holy Ghost, denied Christ. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak the word. He said, hearken to my words. Hearken to my word. That is the first indication that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourselves, speaking the word of God to yourself is the first indication that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Not falling on the ground, not rolling, not shouting and all of that. No, speaking to yourself. Falling and rolling down was a touch of the Holy Spirit. A touch of his power. But speaking to yourself, speaking the word to yourself is the proof of you being filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And Peter began to say, For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing that it is by the third day of the hour. That this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That it shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Man, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, there's one indication that you need to use as a measure to determine if a church, if a church is filled with the Holy Spirit, look at their members. Are they given to the speaking of the word? Is the word of God constantly in their mouths? 
Are they singing psalms, singing hymns, singing spiritual songs, making melody in, in their heart unto the Lord? That is an indication that they are drunk with the wine of the Holy Ghost. When Peter stood there, Peter began to speak unto them. Hallelujah. Let, let, let me show you something that Peter said that was so... Uh, um, was so profound and uh, he, he said he, he said something that <laughs> verse uh, let, let's look at let, let's, let's look at verse 22 it says ye men of Israel hear this voice Acts 2.22 Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and one by, by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determined counsel and for knowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified him. Peter couldn't have used the words wicked hands. He was standing before the Jewish people. Peter, who denied Jesus when he wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, I don't know him. Here, he said, by your wicked hands, you delivered him to be crucified. He said, by your wicked, I mean, you, you saw the boldness of Peter. You saw the sharpness of his words. The word, the words coming out of his mouth was sharp and accurate to the point that in verse uh, uh, 37, Verse 37. Verse 37. And when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Meaning that when they heard the word coming out of Peter, the word cut them like a knife. The word did what? The word cut them like a knife. The word cut them like a knife. That is why I, was, I began saying this. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak the word, the word will deliver results. Your faith will deliver results. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you speak the word, you will see the power of God manifesting. The earth was void with that form, but God said, let there be light. And you saw the power of that word. And everything was transformed by the word that came out of his mouth. Hallelujah. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking the word of God to yourself becomes a natural lifestyle. Speaking to yourself the word, the word, the word, the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let no man deceive themselves. Thinking that speaking, the, the, being filled with the Holy Spirit is just falling down and shaking. I have seen that so many times. And I've seen these same people get up with no transformation. No transformation. Back home, they, we, we used to have some, I, I used to see some things back home. They checked back home. Uh, their sons of God back home. You know, I, I noticed some kind of manifestations. But right after the manifestations is gone, 
you look at their lives and there is nothing to write about. Praise the Lord. Nothing to write about. But when Peter spoke the word, the word was sharp. It was sharp. It was sharp. Man, as you get drunk with the word of God and you begin to speak it forth, it will cut through your enemy zone as the two-edged sword. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Learning to speak the word of God to yourself is a New Testament mystery that every New Testament believer must practice. If we want to prosper, if we want to succeed, if we want to see success, learning to speak the word of God to yourself. Not when you are in the church with others. Not when you are in the... You see, there's nothing wrong with corporate anointing. Corporate anointing has its limit. Because once you leave the church, that anointing can no longer work with you. It is your individual anointing that will not take you and carry you through until you get back to a corporate anointing. Until you get back to what? Until a corporate anointing. So that is what we must endeavor to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. We must be drunk with the Holy Spirit every day. That is how you'll be sustained in this wicked world. Praise the Lord. So speaking the word of God to yourself is not, is not a matter of if you want it. If, if you desire it, it's not a matter of if you, you... You have no opinion in this matter. You have what? You have no opinion in this matter. Speaking to yourself. Speaking to yourself. You have no opinion. You see, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, verse 18, you notice Paul saying that, he said, wherefore, be ye not unwise. Uh -huh. So one way to know that a Christian is not wise, let me say this, it will shock so many of you. If we want to know that a Christian lacks wisdom, watch the level of his speaking, the level of his confession of the word. If you want to know that a Christian lacks the wisdom of God, watch the level of the confession of the word of God in his mouth. It's a way for being not unwise. And so if you, are, if you haven't moved to the state you're speaking to yourself in the word of God, you will lack God's wisdom. It's an indication that you are not wise. You are not what? You are not wise. You see, when a man is drunk, and they begin to talk anyhow. We look at them and say, this man doesn't have wisdom. Is that how we look at them? He doesn't have wisdom. He lacks wisdom. He's not wise. Look at how he got drunk. Look at how he's disgracing himself. Look at what the things he's saying. Look at his behavior. Look at this. Is it? But it's rather the opposite. When you are drunk with the Holy Spirit, the scriptures say you are a wise man. Whosoever heareth this saying of mine, and doest them, I will liken him unto a wise man. You see that? Unto what? A wise man. So if we are not, if, if we haven't yet come to that point of speaking the word of God to yourself, then you are not wise. It's as simple as that. You are not wise. But the reason is that you will be building upon a what? Upon the sand. You are not going to build upon the solid rock. 
Praise the Lord. You are not going to build upon the what? Upon the solid rock. You are going to build upon the sand. And when challenges comes, when the winds of troubles comes, when the winds of anxiety comes, when the winds of lack and want and poverty, sicknesses and diseases, spells and enchantment comes, your house will fall. Your house will not stand. It will fall. It will fall. Hallelujah. So speaking to yourselves is an indication that you are drunk with the wine of the Holy Spirit is an indication that you are filled with God's wisdom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. This is so important. This is so vital. The level at which you are able to speak the word of God will determine the level of your feeling. The level at which you are able to speak the word will also determine the level of blessings that will come your way. That will do what? That will come your way. There's, there's a story I heard about a woman in Singapore. It's not like she has so many scriptures that she knows. But according to the, her pastor, this woman, the scripture that she, she meditates and she stands upon, that is the scripture in her mouth 24 7. It says, Blessed are those who have not yet seen, yet believe. And through just this one scripture, she became the first woman in Singapore to become a billionaire. Blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. That is her confessions. That is her scripture. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I want you to get to the point where the voice of Christ is constantly coming out of your mouth. It will bless you greatly. It will bless you greatly. Let, 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 me, tell you, let me tell you something. When I discovered Psalm 16, Psalm 16, verse 3, 4, 5, going, it said, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Now, I can't tell you how many times these verses of scriptures have delivered me from the trap of the enemy. It, they delivered me from marital traps. Because one of what I, I understood in that Psalm 16 was that I will be at the right place at the right time. Eh? I will meet the right people at the right place. And that, that is my understanding about that, that, that Psalm 16. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. I will be, that is, that is the interpretation the Holy Ghost gave me. That I will be at the right place at the right time. And people of God, I have proven over and over the validity of that verse. Man, I will always be at the right place at the right time 
meeting the right people at the right time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. Learn to speak the word of God to yourself. Now let me go back to Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now let me tell you what that scripture means. It means that faith comes by hearing and hearing yourself speak the word. Faith comes by what? Hearing, not just hearing a preacher preach to you. Faith comes by you hearing yourself speak the word of God. By you hearing yourself speak the word of God. For example, if you say by his stripes, I am healed. You are hearing yourself say it. And if you keep saying it and you keep confessing it, faith will come. And when faith comes, your healing will take place. When faith comes, your healing will what? Your healing will take place. For example, Colossians 1.13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you say, I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, when you start saying that and you keep saying that and you hear yourself saying that, faith will come. And when faith comes, deliverance will take place. Hallelujah. Deliverance will do what? Deliverance will take place. For example, Psalms 91. Psalms 91. He said, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows by day, nor the persons that walk in the, in, in the noonday, and the destruction that wasted at noonday. Now, when you put these verses of scriptures to work, when you confess them, faith will come. Faith will do what? Faith will come. And when faith comes, no arrow of the enemy will locate you. No pestilence. Pestilence there also includes sicknesses and diseases, including coronavirus, will come near you. Destructions. That is the things that enemies are doing to destroy destinies. It will not come near you. It will come. Finish. It will come. It will come. So let, let me say, if I was in your shoes, I would learn to speak Psalms 91. I will, I will learn to speak Psalms 91 to myself, speaking to yourselves, speaking to yourselves. That's why in this ministry, I encourage every member of this ministry to speak Psalms 91, to confess Psalms 91 every day. I am dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God, and I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he has delivered me from the arrows of darkness, from the powers of darkness. I mean, there's so much in Psalms 91, so much in Psalms 91 that you put it to work and you watch God move in your behalf. Deliverance, prosperity, divine protections, you know, Answers to prayers, everything, long life. He said, with long life, the Lord will satisfy you and show you his salvation. You put that to work, your faith will come alive. Faith for long life will come alive. Faith for protection will come alive. Faith to deal with stress and enchantments will come alive. And when it comes alive, 
the deal is done. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking to yourselves. Hallelujah. And there are so many, this is just a few examples. There are so many in the New Testament that you can, you know, search through scriptures, get them, speak to yourselves, you know, eat them, feed on them continuously until you are just, you are, you are just saturated with the word. You, you are the word personified. In the word, just the, the word of God becomes a natural lifestyle. It, it is in your mouth 24 7. In your mouth, in your mouth, in your mouth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It will not, it shall not depart. This is where you enter into the miraculous. You enter into the miraculous by speaking the word of God to yourselves continually. Regardless of what is happening, you keep speaking the word. You keep speaking the word. The word is the seed. The seed must be planted before the harvest will come. If you don't learn to speak to, to yourselves through the word of God, you are not going to have any harvest. You are not going to have what you are not going to have any harvest. And that is why so many Christians are so frustrated, they don't know what else to do. Christianity is a lifestyle. It is not it, Christianity is not like joining a society or becoming a member or a club member of something where you go and they say, okay, because you are a member, you are entitled to this. The Christianity is not that way. Christianity is a lifestyle. See, if you were to be a member of a club, they don't care about your lifestyle. As long as you are a member, whatever is due for you through that membership, you will get it. Christianity is not like that. Christianity is not membership of a church. That is not Christianity. Christianity is a lifestyle. So when you become a Christian, you must adapt to the lifestyle that is required of you. It is the lifestyle you live as a Christian that will determine the results you enjoy in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the lifestyle you live. The lifestyle you live. The lifestyle you live. Not your member. It is your lifestyle. It is your lifestyle. Praise the Lord. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You speak the word, then you come to a point of singing. You sing the psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. And making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then the next step is giving thanks, verse 20, Ephesians 5 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto the unto, unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I have good news for you. The Holy Spirit is eager to work in your life. And if you will take the first step today, learning to speak to yourself, no matter what you are going through, learning to speak the word of God to yourself, getting appropriate scriptures that talks about what you are going through and speak those scriptures to yourself. For example, if you, will need, if you needed healing, then you learn to speak healing scriptures to yourself. 
For example, if you need a financial blessings, you know, material blessings, you learn to speak material scriptures, scriptures that has to do with finances and material blessings. You learn to speak those scriptures to yourself. If you need the strength, you gather scriptures about divine strength, strength in your body, and you speak those scriptures to yourselves. That will bring you to the point of seeing the manifestation of the power of God in your life. Faith will come. Faith will do what? Faith will come. And when faith comes, that is it. The resource is in your hands. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I will admonish you to make Psalms 91 your measure. <laughs> Amen. I will admonish you to do what? To make Psalms 91 your measure. Because Psalms 91 cuts across. I mean, it's, it cut across every part. You come to a point where every verse in Psalms 91 is speaking to you. Is speaking to you. Is speaking to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let, 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 let's, let's conclude. Let me just add this verse of scripture before. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians is after Philippians. Thank you, Jesus. Look, look, look at the prayer, Colossians chapter 1. Look at this prayer that Paul prayed for the church. In Colossians, and I, I believe it will help you to understand what we are saying here. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Verse 9. It says, For this cause, we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will, that you might be filled with what? With the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You see that? He said, you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. The knowledge of his will is his word. You'll be filled with his word. The knowledge of his word. He said, when you are filled with the knowledge of his word, you, you, you'll be able to speak it out. You'll be able to speak it. He said, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, verse 10, that he might walk word of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. You see that? Being fruitful. So when you are filled with the word of God, speaking the word of God to yourselves, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto the Lord, the scripture says that you will be fruitful. You will be what? You will be fruitful in every good work. And not only that, and you will continue to increase in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. You will continue to increase in the knowledge of God. And verse 11, it says, you will be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And verse 13, I quoted it earlier in our message, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and that translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Now, if I were, if I were in your shoes, you know what I would do? I would personalize verse 9 to 14. 
I will do what? I will personalize verse 9 to 14. How will you do that? You just say, you just personalize it this way. You just say, I am filled. You see, the whole of verse 9, you summarize it by saying that, I am filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I am walking, verse 10, you personalize verse 10 by saying this, I am walking word of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, I am strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father which has made me meet to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light, whom he has delivered, who has delivered me from the power of darkness and has translated me into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ, in whom I have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You see that? This is so powerful, powerful speaking of the word to yourself. Powerful speaking of the word to yourself. It's, it's a prayer, but you are speaking it to yourself. You are saying that you are filled with the knowledge of the lost will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You are saying that you are speaking to yourself that you are word of the Lord. You are walking and pleasing the Lord. You are fruitful in every good work and that you are strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering and that you are giving thanks unto the Lord who has made you to be a partaker of the inheritance in the sense in, the sense in light and that Christ have delivered you from the power of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Not only that, that you have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Learn to speak to yourselves. It is an indication that you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Learn to speak the word of God to yourself. Learn to speak the word of God to yourself. It is an indication that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is an indication that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited that you were able to join us. Before we end this broadcast, if you have been listening to us, you haven't made Jesus your Lord and Savior, what a great opportunity again. You have an opportunity again to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I want to pray for you and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to speak the word of God You'll be able to confess the word. You'll be able to sing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord. If you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ, say these words after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. From today, I will serve you in spirit and in truth. Baptize me right now with your Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. If you have prayed this prayer, this is the most important prayer you will ever pray. You are not a child of God. You are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Please let us know and we'll reach out to you to help you grow in your faith. Not only that, please 
find a Bible-believing church, a word-based church. Plant yourself in that church. Listen to the word of God. Feed on the word of God. Grow in the knowledge of God's word. And uh, you will come to a point where speaking the word of God becomes natural. You'll be able to speak the word continuously. And when you do that, you own houses you do not build. Vineyards and olive trees you do not plant. Your house will be full of every good thing. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord bless every one of you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Anyone watching right now that is sick, receive your healing in Jesus' name. Anyone watching right now that is bound by the wickedness of the enemy, I command you loose by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, you are loose in Jesus' name. You are loose by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever the enemy has done in your life is reversed in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare you blessed and you are blessed of the Lord, which makes the heavens and the earth. In Jesus' precious name. Let's share the goodness together. Surely, God's goodness and mercies are following us all the days of our lives. And we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Say it loud and clear to yourself. Surely, God's goodness and mercies are following me all the days of my life. And I am dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Please join us next week as we enter into the word of life in Jesus' name. Peace. Shalom.